Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending With Dice. As always, I'm your host and Game Master, AJ. Uh, before we get into today's episode, I did just want to remind you all of uh, something I mentioned in our recent sort of short update uh, post. <laughs> but uh, if you missed that, then... Uh this reminder will hopefully be timely. Uh, in just over two weeks' time from the release of this episode, on uh, Saturday, December 2nd, we will once again be heading to London for Dragon Meet, one of the UK's best conventions for tabletop RPGs and, and whatnot. Uh, we've been there, as long-time listeners will know, quite a few times before, and uh, yeah, it, we're super excited to be heading back once again. Um, I just wanted to, like I say, remind everybody that we're going to be there, and uh, it would be amazing to see a bunch of you there. Uh, we're going to be once again part of the podcast zone alongside a whole bunch of uh, other amazing podcasters uh, too many to name here but uh, yeah for more information head to dragonmeet.co.uk uh, for tickets uh, travel info and uh, yeah more info about the podcast zone uh, so yeah like I said just wanted to remind you all of that because that's that's coming up very soon and uh, yeah we're super excited to be there so uh, looking forward to hopefully seeing a bunch of you there once again that's on Saturday December 2nd in London at uh, the Novo Hotel in Hammersmith all right, let's uh, let's recap what happened in the last episode, the the first chapter of this uh, new D and D story. We met our new adventuring party of uh, Kirik, Miri, and Booga on the road. Uh, they had been previously snowed in to a country inn uh, during the annual Frostfire Festival, and uh, finally seeing a break in the the frigid weather, had taken the chance and uh, struck out to. Uh, Head south for, for warmer warmer climbs. <laughs> we met them on the King's Road, heading towards the small town of Colton's March, uh, where as the weather and night was closing in, they took the decision to camp just off the side of the road. Trading watches overnight, it was during Mary's watch that she was a little disturbed to see um, the unusual sight of a uh, carriage uh, rocketing along the, the road uh, at excessive speeds and she made the decision to wake the others just in case there was some sort of danger around. Although no danger was sort of immediately apparent to them, they slept lightly for the rest of the night before trudging on in the early hours of the, the morning towards uh, their destination. About a mile and a half though before they reached Colton's March, their attention was drawn to a small clearing on the side of the road where they noticed the unmistakable shape of a body lying in the snow. And that's kind of where we left off last time. Uh, so yeah, without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. Enjoy. Miri, yourself and Kirik spot about 40 to 50 feet away from you a clearing um, just off of the road. And it takes you a few seconds, but you recognise what looks to be a body lying in the clearing. Is that a, is that a person in the snow? Uh, where? The, I can't see anything. And I'm going to point. Um, he squints. Um, I, I guess so. I, I think we should go, like, um, make sure they're okay. We should have a look if you can, and he, he keeps squinting off into the distance. I, if you can definitely see something over there, then yes. <laughs> Alright, I will start heading in that direction. Okay. You kind of pick your way uh, through the, the fairly sparse trees that are sort of separating this uh, this clearing from the road. And uh, as you get into the clearing, it definitely what strikes you first is that the snow doesn't look quite as kind of crisp and undisturbed here as some of the other clearings and things that you've you've kind of been idly seeing as you've been walking along the King's Road. Um, it, it definitely sort of shows signs of there being some kind of activity here, other than the, the body, obviously. <laughs> um, as you approach the body, you get to about 10, 15 feet away from it. And you, you start to become a little aware that there's something odd about it. For no particular reason, I would like to uh, 
just mention that I have the alert feed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Okay. No, no particular reason. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's fine. Yeah. I, I appreciate the update. <laughs> um, you notice this figure. You're sort of being able to pick out a few more details. They look like they're wearing kind of practical-looking boots. They've got thick pair of trousers on, kind of traveling cloak thrown over the shoulders, uh, and no head. Oh! That's fun. Lucas come up with you and sees this. Oh dear! It looks like there's definitely been something afoot. And he starts looking around at the kind of area that we're in trying to spot movement or if there's any remnants of anybody around. Can I get a perception check from you then? I got a 13. Okay, 13. Um, so yeah, you don't see any movement um, but you do see the head uh, about 10 feet away from the body. Just the, the top of some hair sticking out of the snow. You just about clock this um, and you're kind of glancing around the, um, the immediate area and you, you start to become aware of other kind of mounds in the uh, in the clearing. There's one which does look also kind of body-sized, but there's a kind of cluster of smaller mounds, which, as you look closer, you start to pick out details of things just protruding from the snow. Fingers from one of these smaller mounds the lower half of a leg clearly not attached to anything anymore these other body parts are not missing on the body not from this one no these are these are a little they're a little bit spread out the the head is hmm. again about 10 feet from the body that you first saw um and uh the other body is maybe 20 feet away the other side of the uh the clearing uh, the, the the mound of snow i should say um, which looks body shaped and uh, the parts are kind of scattered over a little bit of a wide area but you can see where the center would be you're just kind of taking in all these sort of quite grisly details uh, when you notice a, uh, a final mound of, uh, of snow covering what looks to be again about another sort of body shaped size and um, as you get a closer look at that, you can see it. this appears to be complete, at least. And um, it's the form of a young woman. Um, her head is exposed. You can see uh, her hair is matted with blood. Uh, her eyes are closed. And uh, she uh, is, uh, is not moving at all. As I say, partially buried under um, drifting snow. No, this is a terrible scene. A slaughter. Who could have done this? Maybe that's what that carriage was running from. Maybe. 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 Uh, look at this. Look at this. Do I see the body? The other? Uh, yeah, yeah. You, I think, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to say, look at, look at this, this body. And, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't look like it's, like it's missing anything. Um, I'm going to go over and poke it. Okay. You, you go over and you just kind of nudge the body. Uh, expecting sort of no movement at all, obviously. <laughs> but when you do, there is a sort of instinctual movement of the shoulder away from your your poke, um, which you haven't seen a corpse do before. I'm going to, like, back up like somebody just threatened me and be like, oh, is this one, I think, this one is live, I think. Surely not. And Booger will come over and try and check the body and kneel down closely next to it. Okay, I guess, uh, hmm, this be medicine or investigation? Um, hmm, I'm checking if they're alive. Uh, I, I guess medicine, then. Not a specialty. No. 16. 16. Um, yeah, they, they appear to be just clinging on to life. They are very, very cold. They're not wearing winter clothing at all, um, but they have, they're in the snow. As I said, hair is kind of matted with blood, and they've got what looks like a slash across the front of the chest, just below the neck. Uh, 
Booger will take off his um, blanket cape and quickly wrap them up in it as best as possible. They're they're unconscious, by the way. I will say. I would I would like to help once I see that him starting to take care. Yeah, Booger turns around to the other two and says, "Is there anything you can do? I don't I don't have any healing potions or anything like that." Oh, I'll 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 do um I'll I'll do and uh. As I touch her, I would like to lay on hands. Okay. And give her like uh, five, uh, five hit points. Five hit points. Okay. So yeah, as you do, I guess. I mean, describe describe the effect. I mean, you're you're paladin. How is this? Okay. How does this manifest? So I'm gonna put um, a hand on her shoulder and like a hand on um, one of her arms, and uh, you can see the light sort of flow off of me like like waves they look like like water waves are coming off of me hmm. and sort of washing over uh her and i imagine that as i give her these hit points she probably gasps yeah there's a little bit of an intake of breath like a sort of <sighs> she doesn't come to consciousness but you see her the the sort of deep wound across the, the front of her chest just begins to slightly sew itself back together again. She's still injured. She's definitely, you know, not in good way at all, but you've kind of mm-hmm. brought her back from the brink. Yeah. That makes I sense. I just wanted to make sure she wasn't going to pass out. She wasn't going to die on us. Yeah, yeah. I say she's still still unconscious, still in a bad way, but she's, um, which I know is strictly, at rules as written, when somebody gets above, when it, you know, one HP, they, they're no longer unconscious, but Mm-hmm. She's medically been through quite an ordeal, and she's out, but she's not in danger. I will say, yeah, yeah, at least from from wound, she's not in danger. It's very cold out here, and uh, she's not dressed for the outside. Mm-hmm. We need to get her to safety. Like, we need to pick up the pace. Can we rig some some something to carry her on? If we grab some sticks and use this blanket, maybe. Uh, maybe we could we could, we could make a little like a like a travail. And and keep her, you know, just carry her with us or drag her with us. I don't know. How heavy is she? Because I'm a pretty strong guy. Uh, well, I'll give you a, a more sort of in-depth description then. So she looks to be, I mean, it's t- she, she, you know, she's still got blood up the side of her face and that. So it's tough to kind of fully get a you know good look. But you, you would put her at sort of maybe... 18, 19 years old. She's about five foot four. There's not a lot to her. She's quite sort of slim. Um, so weight-wise, I mean, you, you're you're a big guy. <laughs> you know, you're you wouldn't have any trouble moving her at all, and um, or even you know, dragging a sort of what, what was it, a travail or something. You know, this is definitely you know, it's it's not a, a tough situation if you wanted to move her. Well, if we can figure out some way of rigging it up so that I can carry her on my back, maybe. Yeah. Could I do I... a survival to help out with setting up something like that? Sure, yeah. Uh, I guess this would be... Yeah, if you're looking for sort of the right materials and things, is that what you, you're kind of thinking? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, can I get a survival check from you then? 14. 14. Yeah, I mean, casting about there's some fallen branches and things in the in this clearing. Um which, as I, I should describe the clearing, it's probably about... Ooh, it's, it's not huge, but it's about 30, 40 feet across. You're not a huge distance away from the road. But there, there are some larger trees around. There's a, a, a lot sort of large-looking oak tree, uh, much sort of thicker than the one that you talked to the previous evening, um, and, a, and a couple of other ones around that maybe look a little bit like... a little worse for wear. They, they've, they're not going to last too many more winters, so there are some branches that have, have fallen. Um, so you're able to kind of get some materials to scavenge something together. Okay, we have a little montage then of uh, building stuff. Up. Yeah, okay. I guess can I get for whoever's taking lead on this thing, can I get a, a, I guess like a dex check just for sort of building stuff. There's not really a kind of <laughs> a build check, I guess, but yeah. Dex is the one to who wants to be taking lead, I guess is what I'm asking. In terms of actually like putting this thing on my back. Uh well yeah, kind of put or no, kind of putting together a uh a thing that you can safely put her on. You've got the materials, mm-hmm. um, but in terms of making sure the thing you're carrying her on is sturdy, who's who's kind of taking the lead in building it? Um, I've got what? wood carver's tools. 
so that sort of yeah i guess that kind of implies you you're sort of profi- are you yeah. proficient in them if you've got them i guess we can sort of say yeah. you know what you're doing it's part of my class and everything i did it through the D beyond thing so i've got to assume it yeah fits. okay well yeah i mean if you're proficient with it yeah we'll go with dex plus proficiency i guess if anyone wants to help we can give advantage as well want a dex thing because hmm. i've got proficiency in survival yeah likewise uh, well, I guess we could just do another survival check then, if you've both got proficiency in that. Cool. Um, so do you want me to do a proficiency, or you don't want me to do a survival check and then possibly give him advantage? Um, well, no, well, I think we can say, if you, I, I don't need you to do a check. If he's doing the main check, if you just say you're helping, yeah, we, he, he, he can just have advantage on it. I don't need you to do okay. a check as well, I think. Playing a bit loose with this a little bit, but... Eh, yeah. <laughs> Um, does that work? That has <laughs> 19 and a 15. Yeah. Yeah. So those are both pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, that works. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Over the course of... With, with the materials you've been brought um, by Kirik, yeah, you're able to quite quickly put together a fairly sturdy sort of stretcher thing that you think you'll be able to move without too much trouble. Um, you're just about finished with it and kind of putting it on it when you hear a cracking sound on the other side of the clearing. Like across the road or away from the road? Uh, away from the road on the, on the other side of the clearing that you're in. You're, you're kind of... Um, uh, I guess if you think... Uh, it's a little bit crude. If you think of the um, uh, the clearing as kind of like an oval side, oval shape with one side of... one long side of it has got the road and the other side is back into the forest. It's kind of... you're, you're sort of on the, the road side and this is coming from the forest side. Okay. I'm going to, uh, you know, my head is going to, to shoot up and and turn around, because hmm. I'm like, you know, I'm a cat. <laughs> <laughs> so, what you immediately see is one of the trees on the far side of it. One of the the slightly older ones begin to sort of split down the middle. There's a sort of slightly foul stench that suddenly seems to fill the air around you and it it's subtle but a slight kind of sickly uh i mean it's just it's kind of what it's like a white light but it's kind of it's like an off-white that sort of reminds you of kind of rotten eggs sort of light begins to kind of just play around the edges of this crack as the tree is sort of forced apart from the inside and this pair of claws are the first thing to kind of break through the bark from the inside you watch as this large it, it's, it's tough to kind of put a put a name to it but I guess that's my job as the GM um, <laughs> <laughs> um, this kind of large bipedal creature covered in sort of quite nasty looking spines um, kind of almost seems to claw its way out from the the inside of the um, the tree. It, it's got completely completely white eyes. Again, this kind of sick, off-white, kind of rotten egg-looking color to them, and they're kind of fixed on on you. And it's, it's got a, a long tail. It's not looking very friendly. Uh, I would like to unlimber my net and okay. throw it at the creature. Sure. Okay. Uh, you know what we'll call it. This is this is your surprise action as uh, as you've got the alert feet, and uh, then we'll have to roll some initiative. Okay. All right. Uh, give me an attack roll then for throwing the net. Yes. Uh, eight probably doesn't do it. No, I'm afraid not. You just okay. you're so you're so kind of you're not caught unawares because you're you're quite alert, but this was not what you were expecting to see, and it's just thrown you off slightly. The smell is overwhelming. Yeah. I will say, especially for you. Yeah. And um, it's just, just for a second, it just throws you off your game a little bit and your net goes wide. Okay. Yeah. So uh, then I will clutch my spear in both hands and I'm ready. Okay. Can I get some initiative rolls from everybody? Okay. Unless, oh. well, okay. Well, we'll say, what's everybody else's reaction before we, uh, we jump into this? I think Booga is finishing up his little gurney or whatever it is mm. 
and um, yeah, on that note, he's putting all that down as that's happening, and the sn- the smell is what hits him first. Yeah, that you definitely. As you, if you're focusing on what's going, you know, what's doing that, and suddenly this sort of nasty stench kind of fills your nostrils. Um, I would say, other than obviously, with I'll, 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 again slightly playing a little bit fast and loose with the the rules here, the alert feat is what I think would allow Miri to actually act and throw her net. For the other two of you, I, I think I don't think I can get an action reaction. If you know what I mean, <laughs> I just want to just yeah. sort of want to know what what how this grabs you sort of thing is more than anything. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think he catches the smell, turns around, sees what's happening, and kind of readies himself. Yeah. Okay. Can I get initiative rolls then? Fourteen for Kirik. Fourteen for Kirik. Five. Five for Booger. 17. 17 for Mary, okay. I got a... I got a 14 for the creature. So, I guess this is a... a Kirik got 14 as well, didn't he? What is your dex, Kirik? Uh, a whopping 8. 8, okay. So, what? you were going after the creature, because um, you both got 14, but it has a much higher dex than you. That's fine. Okay, so again, Mary, you are... You've reacted the quickest here. So, um, again, it, it's, as I say, it, it's kind of a, you're on, like an oval-shaped clearing in the woods here. It's sort of surrounded by trees, but you can sort of, there is room to kind of move around them and between them and such. But um, essentially, the three of you are on one side of this opening in the forest. Uh, it is on the other side, about about 40 feet away at the moment. 35, oh, 35, 40 feet. I'll mean, allow for a bit of fuzziness with uh, how you were sort of <laughs> stood around on your side of it. Um, but it, it's kind of, as I say, it's just kind of broken its way out of this tree and it's standing on the edge of the edge of the, um, the clearing, clearly intent on harm. It's the way it's sort of brandishing its clawed hands at you and it's definitely focused on the group of you with its, its, its stare. So, uh, Miri, with your 17, you are going first. What would you like to do? Okay. So the first thing I'm going to do is talk to you, the GM, Mm-hmm. Because uh, I think I had I had a spear, but I forgot that um, it's a dex-based weapon. So I would I would rather use a um, strength-based because I actually have better strength than dex. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna change it to a lance if that's okay. Yeah, totally fine. Because yeah, we haven't used it yet. We say that's right. Trouble. Okay. So I have a lance. Um, and I would like to. Uh, who's the who's currently the closest to it? Uh, I think we're all pretty much in the same place. Um, I think we can maybe say you are because you you'd step forward to throw your net. Okay. In my head, so, I've been kind of it, kind of thinking of it as like the three of you were kind of clustered around the the unconscious woman on the ground, and um, Booger was sort of just finishing up, kind of with the the sort of stretcher thing and putting her on it and yourself and Kirika sort of stood around but yeah yeah if you reacted to throw your net I think you might have taken a step or two towards it to you know get the throw in uh-huh. there's not right. a lot in it really distance wise though I think so I am going to uh step to uh 10 feet away from it okay and I'm going to take a swing with my lance uh, you've got reach with the lance <laughs> yes uh, or a stab with the lance. I forget if it's a swing or a stab. I think, I think the lance is for kind of poking. At yeah. least in my, in okay. my head. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got a 14 to hit. 14 to hit. I'm a, unfortunately, it just kind of dodges out of your way. You do scrape along it with the lance, but it just kind of turns to the side as you make this attack, and it's, it sort of raises an arm, and you, you kind of just deflect off the spikes that are protruding from its arm. With your uh, okay, your attack it just it's quite quick. It sort of sees you sees you coming, but that but you very nearly hit it. I think I can't do anything. I I can't do a guiding. I can't throw a guiding bolt because that's that would be an action. No, so yeah, I think that's a uh, full action, not a bonus. Yeah, okay. So um, that's my turn then. I will just stand there and look intimidating as a little skinny little cat can. <laughs> Okay. Um, I'm hissing and spitting. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
the hissing and spitting it um it also kind of lowers its head and it sort of lets out like a sort of hissing kind of snarl at you just takes a step towards you and swings at you with its uh, its right claw trying to uh almost return the i would say return the favor but you you just kind of you would deflect it off um mm-hmm. so shit okay yeah. well i immediately dropped my dice and it's rolled over to the other side of the room so we're going with the green dice <laughs> Fate has spoken. Yeah, fate has spoken, and uh, I rolled a ten to hit. So I'm imagining that doesn't hit. That will hit not you. hit me. Does not no. hit you. Off to a good start here. So yeah, you also you kind of able to, I guess, sort of just bring your your lance back to a slight guard position and uh, deflect its claw attack. So in fact, it does return the favor of not hitting me. <laughs> one for one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you both have missed. Yeah. Um, but uh, in getting to sort of closing speed, it's now it can't really move away from you without getting uh, provoking any kind of right. potential uh, reactions from you mm-hmm. if you would like. So, uh, mm-hmm. and I do have a five foot reach weapon as well. Mm. I think I think it counts. I I can use my claws within five feet. Yeah, but essentially, its turn then is like it's sort of stepping into kind of try and go like you had presented yourself as like I am the mm-hmm. primary target here and it's taking in it coming and taking its swipe um, yes and now, yeah <laughs> take that and now it's Kirik's turn all right so it's now within reach of us yes yeah okay um I think first we're gonna cast Shillelagh on his quarterstaff mm-hmm. and uh I'm gonna try to attack this guy go for it uh, it's 15. 15. 15 just hits. Hey, Yay. we'll take a just hit. Nice. Oh, yeah. For 10 points of damage? 10 points of damage, okay. Not bad. I think he's just going to twirl his quarterstaff in his hand and then, like, polo swing it up into this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, um, and then... what type of damage does that do? And does, does Shillelagh make it magical damage? It does make it magical damage, and it should be bludgeoning. All right, good to know. Don't infer anything from that question. <laughs> well, now I'm, I'm uh, I won't, but I'm skeptical. Uh, but maybe you are um, now. Okay, no, it's fine. <laughs> uh, so I think it's a bonus action. Wait, where'd it go? Uh, I'm going to cast Spirit Totem, and I'm going to summon up a bear spirit, and that grants um, 10 temporary hit points. To, I'm going to cast that to uh, Miri, so you get 10 temporary hit points on that, and then oh, thank you. all of us get advantage on strength checks or saving throws while in the aura, and that's within, like, it's a 30-foot radius, so as long as you're kind of close to me. Yeah, as long as you don't I, run out of the clearing, I think we're probably alright. Yeah. It's a power move. Okay. Uh, I think if that's your turn, it's, uh, it's Buka's go. Okay. Uga looks at this thing. What exactly does it look like again? Like, does he recognize it? In, in fact, like, um, oh, do you recognize it? Uh, I don't. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Make an Arcana check. Okay. Thirteen. No, you don't recognize it. No. Okay. Uga looks at this thing in disbelief. In fact, if you want to describe it a bit Okay, more. yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of... Um, it's a little bit hunched, especially as it's kind of... It's sort of in... It's sort of hunched like a bit of a... It's sort of a predator kind of stance, especially as it's just kind of taking a swipe. But you get the feeling if it stood up to its full height, um, it would maybe be about eight or nine feet tall. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a tail, and a lot of its body is sort of covered in these sort of spines that are sort of sticking out at jagged angles and that. Let's say its eyes are sort of this sort of sickly off-white kind of colour. They're burning with a bit of an intensity and it's still giving off this stench that hasn't gone away. Um, it's not furred at all. It, it's kind of a, again, a sort of greeny sort of white kind of mottled coating that if you look, it sort of seems to be almost sort of not... I mean, it kind of burns. It, look, it looks like it looks like it's covered in cigarette burns, almost, but like in terms of texture and that. And uh, yeah, it's pretty nasty. Does okay. it look like it's made out of wood? Uh, it doesn't really. No, it does look like a flesh of some sort. Okay. Okay. So Booga looks at this in disbelief at the kind of grotesque horror of it, and yells out, "What the bloody hell is that?" And I want to rage. 
and immediately run in and start wailing on this thing. I like the change in accent. It's uh, (laughs) under stressful situation. (laughs) Yep, etiquette be gone. Okay, so uh, so what are you, you're running in, you're you're making your attacks. What are you? Are you just swinging with? Um... I am going to swing with my warhammer, mm-hmm. which is a uh, plus seven hit DC. Okay, uh, roll an attack. Uh, I guess w- with advantage as well because uh, you're flanking. We got Miri in there and Kerrick in there as well. So yeah, um, definitely uh, advantage in numbers here. Oh no. 13. Ooh, four with the second one. Yeah, so that's <laughs> that is a miss, even with advantage, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, well. Next time. Yeah. Well, you're all in there mixing it up now, at least. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's your turn. We're back to Miri. So this time, I'm going to remember that I get an extra attack. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to cast a Guiding Bolt. Guiding Bolt, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make a range, range spell attack. Is that right for that? Yeah. Yep. Okay, go for it. Okay, so I made a 14. So, yeah, unfortunately, the 14 doesn't hit. Um, <sighs> so, That's right. Yeah, it just kind of... Um, the spell... I don't know, something about it, you just kind of... You're still a little bit off balance, I guess. And um, yeah. it just kind of it scorches past the creature's face, and but doesn't quite impact, and um, s- sort of dissipates on a tr- and the remains of the tree behind it, and blows a branch off of it, um, mm-hmm. but doesn't actually uh, get, doesn't actually impact with the the creature itself. But it kind of okay. it sort of turns its head as this this bolt flies past it, and and then it sort of turns and looks back at you with a sort of. Uh, not like a grin, but kind of a little bit of a smirk of like, haha, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> I intend to wipe that smirk off its face. Yeah. Because I'm going to swing it, or poke with my lance again. Okay, go for uh, it. And this time. Oh, this time was even worse. I rolled 11. Okay, so that also misses. Dice, I'm please. Yes. <laughs> Why are you I doing this, dice? Should, I should switch to. <laughs> There's a whole lot of uh, everybody missing each other going on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, so speaking of it, it we are back to the uh, the creature. Um, it is, uh, I think this time as it's, as it's in place, it's going to make one swipe with the claw and uh, one uh, just whip round with its tail. Mm-hmm. It, it, hmm. You're all kind of in combat with it at this point. I am still... Hissing, yeah, and like making cat noises. And you just did do the guiding bolt kind of thing towards it as well. So I think it is going to uh-huh. still keep focused on you at this point. Okay, good. Um, so that it's was gonna, the intent. Yeah, uh, I'm going to start with the claw attack. Uh, that was a natural one, so that's mm. definitely ah. a miss. I say it sort of off balances itself, or at least it would if it didn't have the tail, which it whips round to try and have another attempt at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a 16 to hit. Ah, oh, that hits. That hits, okay. Right. Let's roll some damage. Thank you for those 10 hit points, Cassie. Yeah. <laughs> yep, gotcha. <laughs> uh, that is 7 points of damage, of uh, okay. piercing damage. As it's your just kind of couple of the barbs on its tail as it whips around, just kind of make their way in past your defenses and. Uh, you're, you're poked for seven. <laughs> Yowl, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's painful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, uh, Kirik, what would you like to do? Uh, yeah, we're gonna keep walloping this dude. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, Sixteen. I'm like hitting, but barely. I feel. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say it's yeah, yet again, just just barely. I say it's quite, it's got, uh, you know, fairly thick sort of hide and it's, while it's not, you know, armoured, it's just, it's quite defensive, you know, the spines and things, it all, you know, it all adds up. Yeah. Uh, That's another seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. And then as uh, a bonus action, I'm going to do hidden step. So I'm going to 
turn invisible. Oh, okay. And I'm going to back out of uh, his swinging range. Okay. Do I get... So does that just give me disadvantage or something? Or are you just completely... Is that just a free disengage, basically? I'm invisible until the start of the next turn. Or until I attack or something. Uh Uh-oh, it's at your discretion. Yeah, oh. Discretion. (laughs) Um, I think how I'm going to play it, I think, is that... Yeah, you, you seem to just disappear in front of him. I will give that to you as like a free disengage. If he, he can try and figure out where you are, but it would be like disadvantage. I think it's the standard invisible hood disadvantage yeah. on a perception check. But I'll give you that as a free disengage there because we're kind of in a, you know, quite quickly moving combat and everything. And yeah. you're just suddenly not there. So especially as he's not focusing on you. Yeah, I think if you were focused on me and that happened, I, yeah. That it would, might be an immediate hit. perception check there, but yeah. Yeah, as he was kind of... Absolutely. Yeah. So you're just kind of stepping slightly out of combat then. Yeah, just slightly out of range there. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, Booger, I guess. Okay, right. I'm just going to wail away. Yeah, swing away. <laughs> uh, so 14 for the first roll. That is a miss, I'm afraid. And... 19. Oh, it's definitely a hit. Oh, no. Okay. So I will two handed strike with my Warhammer. Mm-hmm. And I got a five total. Five total? Well, it's better than, better, better than nothing. Better than four. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you kind of you sort of knock aside some of the spines on it and just kind of crack it and that. And it's, again, it kind of snarls and hisses and that. It's not. It's still not looking in bad shape or anything like that. It's just yeah. Okay. You've done so a little bit of damage. I'm not saying. I'm just yeah. You've got things started. First attack. So second. Oh, I forgot you had advantage. Yeah. <laughs> so go ahead. Uh, eight and a one. Yeah. So that misses too. I'm afraid. You you keep your rage because you did some damage this turn. So that's uh, that's something. Um, yep. Raging. You've got to keep. You've either got to take damage or deal damage and stay raging. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Okay, we are back around to Miri again. Okay, it still has not moved, correct? No, it, you, you've kind of all sort of came forward and engaged it, and it sort of yeah. it came to meet you. But you're you're sort of mixing okay. mixing things up in the same space, I would say. Yeah. I'm gonna try the guiding bolt thing again. Sure. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a guiding bolt at it. So that is a dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Awesome. Yes, yeah, definitely hit. And let's forty six. Ooh, and I rolled really well. So uh, I rolled three sixes and a three. So uh, eighteen plus three is uh, twenty one. Twenty one radiant, right? Twenty one radiant. Okay. And I get advantage on this next attack. That, okay, that guiding bolt did a decent amount of damage, though. I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get it past its defenses and it sort of strikes. I guess you're sort of aiming for the cent, you know, kind of central mass yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, central mass. Yeah, and yeah. it just kind of it sort of hits it and sort of sparks with a divine light for a second mm-hmm. uh, as this radiant damage kind of spreads out across the chest. And it's Mary's turn to do an evil grin. It really is not. Yeah, you've wiped the grin off of its uh, its mouth with this uh, this attack, I will say. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you have. Uh, advantage on uh, is it it's not just you is it it's the next attack on it gets advantage it's yeah it's the next attack uh i'm just happening to take that attack yeah yeah all right so uh that's a dirty 20 again to yeah. attack yes nice. and uh the lance really really fucking hurts because <laughs> <laughs> it's 1d12 plus one. Ooh. so uh yeah but i only wrote six so that's seven points of damage, on the, of damage? for okay. lance yeah, and it's piercing. Piercing, okay. I'm not gonna lie, it's looking a little rough. Um, the the um, the guiding bolts radiant uh, damage did do some uh, de- mm-hmm. definitely did some damage to it, and following it straight up with a, a nice uh, poke with the the lance is really uh, yeah yeah nice little poke with the iron tip lance definitely yeah. So uh, yeah, that's a solo turn. I'm assuming you're not disengaging or anything like that. So I think that's you're not no, moving. No, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Okay, definitely, it's definitely pissed off at you again. <laughs> I feel like, uh, it, despite Vuga mm-hmm. um, coming in and smacking it as well, and Kirik hitting it with that, like you've just done 
you've, you've succeeded mm-hmm. in keeping its attention, I think, here. Well, now I've got this evil grin on my face, and yeah. I definitely did some damage, so... <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's once again going to multi-attack you uh, with claw mm-hmm. and tail. There's a 17 for the claw attack. 17 hits. Mm-hmm. For five, five damage. So not great, okay. but, yeah, it's a hit. Yeah. Um, and the tail attack is... Uh, oh, that's a 19, so I'm assuming that's also a hit. For ooh, that's a big hit. That's fourteen damage. Okay. So the uh, tail kind of slides like fully. Like you've pissed it off with your your attacks, and it is really turned around and trying to not in des- I'm not saying in desperation, but it's your 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 flurry pissed it off, and so it's really striking back with the yeah. Was a big hit. And I'm still okay. So so I I yell again, and I'm like. Uh, still hissing and spitting. I'm still grinning because um, I did a nice little bit of damage on it. Mm. So, I don't know. I I like a good fight. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Kirik, um, you turn you turn invisible again as it's your next turn. And uh, yeah, what would you like to do? Uh, I think having watched Mary get hit. Uh, I'm gonna cast healing word. Sure. Okay. Because cool. yeah. I'm I'm out of range, so we may as well <laughs> make use of Thank that. Thank you. And I'm gonna do that at third level. So well, that's, a, that's a loud hit. Rolling some dice. Loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, uh, it's a healing shout at that point. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you shouting? <laughs> uh, let me do the damage or the uh, the points, and then I will. Yeah. <laughs> let me math first. All right, so that's going to be 11. Okay. Oh, my gosh. What am I going to say? What's the word? I think he's just going to keep it really simple, and he's just going to yell out the word, friend, and then cast it. I like it. (laughs) Nice. So you get 11 hit points back. Thank you. Nice. Uh, Are you moving at all or anything? Because you're not actually engaged at the moment on the, the combat. No, I think he's going to hold back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to hold back there. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Do you want to do anything for your bonus, or are you... No, I think I'm good. Okay. Cool. All right. Booga. Booga will continue. (laughs) Just to attack. (laughs) Go, Booga, go. Because it's what what he's good at. So, first roll. Oh, nine. Nine is a miss, I'm afraid. A 24. 24 is a hit. Is that a natural 20, or is that... No, that's not a natural tw- 20. That's a oh, yeah, 17 plus 7. Plus yeah. Yep. But yeah, that's a definite hit. So I've got a um, 15 for the damage. 15 damage? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. And then I will attack again. Go for it. 24 on the first roll. Okay, well, that's so. a hit again. You can roll for the second roll if you want, just to see if you get a crit, I guess, but... Um, it's already a hit. It's all good. Uh, I've got 14 damage here. Okay. Um, so describe how you kill this thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Booga is yelling incoherently. Keep away from us. I don't know what the bloody hell you are. <laughs> and he's just wailing away with this warhammer. And uh, yeah, I mean, what's the status of this thing as he's attacking? Okay, so you... Um... You're wailing away. I, I've been sort of picturing that you're kind of, as it's been focused on Mary, you're sort of off to the side and you just get in under its defenses there and your final hit just kind of cracks it on the side of the head enough to just sort of snap its neck as its head just kind of snaps round and uh, as it kind of crumbles to the ground. Um, Are you kind of kind of pissed that it's focusing on Mary? Certainly. <laughs> I think it's just incoherent, just blind kill it as fast as possible rage right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair, fair. No ego involved, just like ah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> or Warhammer, as the case may be. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, your final hit just just kind of cracks it in the side of the head and just caves the skull in, and it sort of crumples to the feet of you and Miri. And as it does, you can see the eyes just still just rotating around and look up at you for one last kind of look of unnatural sort of hate in its eyes, and it starts suddenly just falling to dust coating the surface of the snow 
Booger is immediately looking around, trying to see if there's anything else, any any more of these things. Make a perception check. Seven. Seven. Uh, you can't see any, no. Okay. So he kind of is starting to, like, breathe heavily. <sighs> I think it's dead. <clears throat> oh, I, I, I think it's dead. <laughs> well, uh... Uh, that was that was fun, I think. Uh, we should, uh, but we should probably look after uh, that woman. I go, with, sort of uh, nodding with my head towards the woman. Mm. Oh, we should definitely get out of here. There might be more of them. Yeah, uh, I'm feeling very tired after that fight. Oh, I don't know if I could deal with another one straight away. Let's go. As we're leaving, can I do a nature check on this thing to see if I can figure out what it is? Um, I think this might be more of an arcana check than a nature check, but I'll let you do it with uh, nature. I, if you want to do nature, I, I, we can try it. Oh yeah, no, that's a that's a six. Okay. So yeah, that's not. You don't. Yeah, you don't really recognize it again. Uh, the, the, I will say the turning to dust doesn't seem very natural to you. Would I have no possibly good. seen this on the ocean anywhere? Because mm -hmm. I was wondering if it would make sense for me to try it. You can do if you, if you want to do. Uh, I mean, at any point, if you want to do like a, a knowledge check, like an age check or an arcana check, feel free, or you know, okay. history or something. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I have no idea. I rolled a four. Okay. Yeah. No, you, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. This seems very weird to all of you. <laughs> it's a thing. Hey, look! It's a thing. Booger already did an Arcana check at the start, yeah. And all of you yeah. have come up with, like, a, what the fuck is that? <laughs> is, the, yeah, is the response. Well, that was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it does, well. So, yeah, there's a sort of light coating of still it's sort of rotten egg smelling kind of dust and ash covering the surface of the, the snow where it was when it finally got um, killed. Um, again, not too far from this tree that it sort of battered its way out of, which again is is weird. Um, the light from the tree was sort of stopped when it um, when it clawed its way out. But um, yeah, you kind of left sort of in <laughs> heavy breathing silence in this uh, in this clearing here. Mm -hmm. Load up and get out of here. I think. You said we're close possible. to the village, right? You are. You're definitely probably within a, a mile or two of the um, the town, Colton's March. Yeah, it's more. It's it's okay. a sort of. It's kind of a, it's it's like a little bigger than a village, smaller than a town. I will say it's kind of um, yeah. Okay, well, we can definitely get help for this person. Hmm. Yep. So we'll load up the stretcher and get and get going. Loading up, leaving. No, no further investigation of of the area or anything. Just. Running away I, again, not a leading question at all. I just want to, yeah. yeah. I think uh, Miri is as much as she's happy to fight. Uh, I think that thing really the the fourteen really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, I'm done. Let's go. The yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. Instinct is 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 totally fair and understandable in this situation. Mm -hmm. So oh, yeah. yeah, okay. All right, so loading her up on the stretcher, you're, Miri, especially you're a little bit sort of bruised and, <laughs> and bleeding um, from the the damage yeah. that you are you're on your feet. I'm actually not too bad because yeah. uh, Akira killed me up, but oh, that's uh, true. Yes, yeah. of course, yeah. But you're definitely doing better than the whatever it was that attacked you. Yeah, um, actually, I uh, just just shits and giggles. I'll I'll take the rest. So I'm gonna heal myself six more points mm -hmm. and get up back up to four just because we might need something else. Sure. This with the uh, lay on hands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Cool. Awesome. Okay, so leaving with the... Quickly making your escape. Um, I was say, can I just get a final perception check as you leave the, the area? From all of us? Uh, yeah, sure. Unless unless you think you wouldn't be focusing on looking Ooh, around. Ooh, dirty 20. Dirty 20, okay. Six. Okay, six. <laughs> <laughs> 16. 16, okay. I think with the difficulty of this check, I, I think only Miri would pick a, up on this then with the Dirty 20. You just can't help but notice as you're leaving the area, 
you're just kind of taking you know you're quickly making your escape but you sort of take one last look around as you leave and you can't help but notice that there is what looks like some very subtle kind of uh, depressions in the snow which now that you've kind of you're looking around and looking at them specifically mm-hmm. almost look like a set of carriage tracks like wheel ruts heading into the clearing and then on a hunch you just kind of look over to the other side and there is a set leaving the clearing um, on the the other sort of heading back onto the roadside. I have my suspicions about what happened then hmm. But yeah, you're back on the road mm-hmm. with this uh, uh, unconscious, but um, not fully, you know, not in danger of bleeding to death survivor of whatever happened and uh, your destination. And we managed to stop her from getting hit too. So. That is true. Mm-hmm. That was quite a, I was going to say, <laughs> uh, yeah, she was definitely like you, that was quite a quick beat down you guys put on that, <laughs> put yeah. on that creature. Um, it scared us. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta go. The, the guiding bolt <laughs> definitely was a bit of a, a game changer there, I will say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so... You mean the physical dice were a game changer? <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> um, so back on the road, you uh, begin to make your way towards uh, Colton's March. Still in the sort of early dawn light. You haven't been on... You know, you made an early start and you, you haven't been on the road too long before you came across this scene. And... Uh, after a little bit of travel, you begin to see a few um, lights up ahead of the of the village, and uh, little swirls of smoke coming from chimneys, and uh, the promise of hopefully a little bit more safety uh, up ahead and help for this uh, person that you found. that's going to do it for this episode uh, we'll be back in two weeks time on Thursday November the 30th for the next chapter of this story and uh, yeah we hope you'll all join us for that in the meantime you can head to pretendingwithdice.com for links to all of our online presences including our social media pages our discord server our ko-fi page and our merch store uh, so yeah for now that's our show we hope you all enjoyed it we'll see you next time <laughs> <laughs>